Welcome to Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, a luxury interior designer and construction expert. Educated at the New York School of Interior Design and employed by AD Top 100 firms, I have created a niche expertise in managing large-scale construction projects from renovations to new builds over the past three decades. Today, I'm on a mission to instill confidence in designers through this podcast and my online course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. Whether you are new to construction management or a seasoned designer like me, I am all about transparency and tactical advice for fellow designers. On this podcast, I share actionable steps, practical tips, real-life examples, and behind-the-scenes tricks that I use while managing construction projects. Not only will they keep them on schedule and on budget, but will give you the confidence to know that these projects will end successfully, protecting your profit as well as leading to a pipeline full of incredible referrals. If you've been searching for support and advice on construction management to grow your skills and confidence so you can avoid the mistakes that I've made in the past, then you're in the right place. Before we get started, I want to thank each of you for being a part of this community. Your listens, subscribes, and reviews are what allows me to make this show great week after week. I've got lots of plans for growing this podcast, and that's enabled by you. Make sure to follow the podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a thing. If you enjoy this episode, spread the word. Leave a review and tell your interior design friends how much they can learn from this show. It's early December and the holiday season is looming and frankly has already been kicked into high gear. Now is the time to get a handle on how you are going to approach the rest of the month to position yourself for success after the new year. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. If you're listening to this episode the day it drops, it's December 5th, and I am heading to my first industry holiday party that the Philadelphia ASID chapter is hosting. And honestly, I'm not ready. We have barely gotten a Christmas tree. It is not fully decorated, and I feel like I'm falling behind, and it's only December 5th. So today's episode is for any of you feeling the same way as me, because we are about to speed up even further as we hurl ourselves to the end of the year. So let's take a minute. Let's really evaluate what needs to happen between now and the end of the year. And then honestly, let's move everything else into January. If you are like me, you have a lengthy to-do list, whether that is digitally inside software programs or on pads of paper, or like me, you have both running at the same time. And I find they don't inspire me, they overwhelm me. So let's start this month fresh, dial down the overwhelm, and focus on what truly matters right now. So the first thing that matters is what are you doing during the holiday season? And I know that may sound odd or catch a few of you off guard, but really, this is about you. You are a business owner. You get to call the shots. Isn't that great? And isn't that one of the reasons you went out on your own or started on your own? I know that was one of the reasons I did that for myself. And I didn't give myself credit to being the CEO or the boss for years. In fact, I almost viewed my clients as my bosses. 
And that was a big mistake on my end and one trap I don't want you to fall into as well. The reality is you are the boss. You get to make the schedule. You get to take vacations. You get to communicate with your clients and your team what will be happening for the rest of the month. So please take this as a permission slip to sit with your calendar and really plot out what would be best for you. Now you may see that not everything you want is possible, but I bet more is possible than you think. And most importantly, I want you to focus on what will make you happy so that you can enjoy the holidays you celebrate. Now for me, I take the last two weeks off in December. This year, I'm fortunate. I don't have any ongoing construction projects. Luckily, they got pushed to the new year. So I truly can take off the majority of those two weeks. And (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Now, don't get me wrong. I will not just be luxuriating, uh, watching movies and eating bonbons by the fire. I will be working on projects inside my office, things that I've been waiting to get to or wanting to get to or should have gotten to long before now. But I'll do it at my own pace. There won't be the frenzy of clients and contractors calling me. It will actually feel like a vacation, even if I'm not truly, quote, off the computer. In previous years, I haven't had that luxury because I've had ongoing construction projects. But what I have done is not just throw in the towel and say, well, this year I can't take any time off. Instead, I took a really careful look at the schedule. Where are we? Where will we be? What roles do I have to attend to? And what can be delegated to someone else? So for instance, I had a project that ran three years. We had Wednesday morning site meetings at 8 a.m. And unless they fell on an actual holiday, they were a go. So I counted on those days. And then I tried to fit as much of the other stuff in on a Wednesday that I could. So I could take Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday as a more relaxed me time to work on my office or simply to just take off. I communicated with everybody. And one practice I want you to get in a habit of and frankly do this week is to communicate with everyone what your plan will be. I have already communicated with my clients about taking those two weeks off, and I have given them parameters in which they can reach out to me. So for instance, I have one project where we are waiting for a table that might get delivered in that two-week period. Of course, I'm going to stay in communication with her, but just for that table. My other clients, they know that they can reach out to me if, God forbid, something crazy happens, but I'm also confident that they won't unless it really is something like an emergency. And honestly, let's be real, there are very few design emergencies in our world. But if they do reach out and I don't feel it's an emergency, I have the ability to put up a barrier and say, I hear you, I'll deal with this in January, or I hear you and here are some action steps I think you should take and then be done. Now, you may have some clients who don't understand what a boundary is. Those clients you will have to stand a little firmer with, and I want you to do that because it's a slippery slope. If you give in once, you will have to give in the second, the third, the fourth, the tenth, the eleventh, the twelfth time that they reach out. All you have to do is simply remind them of your vacation schedule and that you are looking forward to jumping back in after the holiday. 
after the new year or whenever you've determined that will be. So what I want for each of you is to take control, be in charge of the projects and tell them what you would like to do around your holidays, whether that is through a construction project or a decorating project like I have. It's also the time of the year where we talk about holiday gifting. And I've spoken about this in the past, and I want to reiterate it now because I do feel it's an opportunity to show thanks and gratitude to those you are working with. Now, everything I'm about to share is by no means mandatory. It is just a practice I have put in place and honestly have found wonderful returns on it. And mainly, I think it's because it isn't that common in the construction world to do any gifting of any sort. And so even the smallest gestures go a long way in building rapport with the people you're working with. So what I personally have instituted depends on the category they fall in. And so for my clients, I like to support local businesses. And so I use a florist that I love every year. And we brainstorm at the end of November what would be a great plant or flower to send to my clients. She zhuzhes it up a little bit with some holiday color or sparkle. One year we put a star on it. You know, nothing that is religious-based, but more holiday-based so that all my clients feel included. One year we gave an amaryllis bulb. It had these beautiful gold ribbons and it just looked festive. I heard from a couple of clients, they were actually able to rebloom them the following year. And one said, I hope that doesn't mean I fall off your list. So it's just a nice gesture. It is not something that's super expensive. It's just a meaningful gift, thanking them for trusting me with their home and their projects. And with the contractors I work with, I consider them colleagues. So for instance, my husband who works in a bank, he takes small gestures and gifts in for the colleagues in his office. I consider what I'm doing the same practice and why I think it's an appropriate thing to do at this time of the year. Now, as far as what I give and who I give to, it does vary. But as an example, this very large job I worked on, I was with this contractor not only every Wednesday for those site meetings, but at least two other days that week and then countless emails and phone calls in between. I really got to know him. I learned that he was really interested and very well-versed in good wines. I myself am not. So I went to a really nice liquor store, told them a little bit about him, and they recommended a bottle of wine. Honestly, it was just hope that he either A, liked it or knew about it or thought it would be a good gift. And it didn't matter. He was so taken aback that I had thought of him. He said, you know, this might be only the second or third time this has happened in my career. And this man is in his 60s. So you see, I wasn't trying to buy favors. I wasn't trying to suck up to him. I was acknowledging that he is a colleague of mine. And quite frankly, he had my back on countless times, on countless issues throughout the project. And this was my simple way of thanking him. Now, for the rest of the team, I spoiled them. I went to Dunkin' Donuts for one of our meetings uh, right before the holidays. I got tons of donuts and coffee and hot chocolate. It was a cold day, and they came out of the woodwork, literally, to sit around the kitchen and chit-chat. And it was so fun to just 
have a casual conversation. We honestly never talked about the project. We talked about what people were doing for the holidays. We talked about football that was on. And it was just a very easy thank you. And they too were kind of stunned. I would hear the guys going, hey, Renee brought donuts. And they obviously didn't know I was within earshot because one of the guys, he goes, she did? Wow. All right, I'm coming. That's the kind of goodwill that I enjoy being a part of. And frankly, it's easy and does not break the bank in order to show your appreciation to your colleagues. And then beyond that, with my smaller contractors or subcontractors that I work with, I don't necessarily give them a gift every year. If we're working on a project together, I might think of something that would be meaningful to them. And and again, I like to support local businesses. So there's a bakery nearby that makes your very old-fashioned classic Christmas cookies, right? And it's in the pretty white box with the red and white string. It just feels classic. And I'll go and buy five or six of those boxes and just have them in my car. And as I'm going from job to job, I might not see, let's say, the wallpaper hanger that day or the plumber might not be there that day. And no, I'm not going to track them down in order to give them a box of cookies. But if I see them and it's appropriate, of course, I'm going to give them a box of these cookies because I want to express my gratitude for their support during my projects. So I hope your takeaway is I'm not intending for you guys to go to the bank and get $100 bills and start passing them out like Daddy Warbucks. If you want to do it that way, go for it. For me, I like to make my gifting as personal as I can, whether that means personal to our hometown by using these local businesses or whether it means personal to a contractor who I know well enough to know something that they would enjoy getting. And then for a client, It's a gratitude gift because, frankly, without the clients, there would be no work. And so that is how I do gifting at this time of year. If you have other ideas, please share them with this community. It's We are stronger together, and I am always amazed at how each and every one of you personalize things and are willing to share those with the rest of the community. So please email me. Tell me what you do. And honestly, maybe it's time for me to shake things up a bit and add in some form of gifting that you provide to your colleagues on these projects. Now, it's also time for contractors to take vacations. So again, this week, reach out, find out what they're taking. It may not occur to them to tell you because they don't work for you. They work with you. This is where you're going to want to share your calendars See if you can help them out. Maybe on Wednesdays that you're working on another project, you can help them out so they can take Wednesdays off or find some sort of common ground where you're supporting each other. Then look at your construction schedules. How is this going to impact the progress? And yes, progress will be slowed during the holidays. That's a reality. And the more you get in front of it, also discussing that with your client, the better everyone will be. And frankly, we'll be able to enjoy their holidays that much more. So like I said, you're going to get in front of it and talk to your clients. That's about how projects are slower during the holidays. You're going to discuss your contractor's vacation schedules. And of course, as I noted, you're going to tell them yours. And here's the kicker. Most of my clients, 
They also are on vacation. They typically don't want a bunch of guys showing up at their house, making noise and dust during their own holiday season. So my belief is you will find what I find in that the stars align and there will be a number of days, if not a full week, where everybody's, quote, off the hook and can truly take a break from the project. Now's the time to find out when that is. And then, of course, communicate that with the rest of the team. So it's also the end of the year. It's a great time to look backwards. What went right? What went wrong? What do you not want to do going forward? And what do you want to do more of? I've had discussions lately with the designers about official goal setting and year-end reviews. And I'll admit, and this is not something I want you to emulate, I don't do either of those in a formal fashion. But I do look back. I do make notes and I do make goals. And the good news is the trend reports I'm seeing of year end, how did the construction world do is, yes, it did slow. But if you read more carefully, it slowed to where it had been pre-COVID. So it didn't slow down. It went back to what I would consider a more normal pace. But that also means our contractors are still busy, maybe not frenetically pulling their hair out, freaking out, completely overworked and overstressed, but they are still busy. So if you have clients that are tiptoeing around a project or, hey, I'm thinking maybe next spring, start talking about it with your contractors now. Put it in their heads. Maybe you can't guarantee that work but tell them about it so that they have it in the back of their heads as they are also taking on work that's not related to you and your client base. Now in 2024, again, the predictions are good. The predictions are that it is likely to stay, maybe move up a couple percentage points. Some reports say maybe move down a couple percentage points, but nothing earth shattering that would change the trajectory of the construction business for us. That's amazing news. What I'm finding personally in our area is because of the interest rates, clients aren't moving. They're digging in. They're putting on the additions that they've been talking about forever. They're renovating spaces, thinking they're going to stay in their houses another five or six years. This is all great news for all of us managing construction projects. Now's the time. I find that clients are more conversational, more relaxed at this time of year because they're excited for the holidays. Talk to them. What are their 2024 plans? More often than not, my clients have plans. They just haven't told me about them yet. And I'm constantly telling them, tell me now. Next fall is around the corner for us. It may feel like a universe away, but in our world, it's not. You need to communicate that with your clients so that they can get on board and at least start sketching out some ideas. Again, no promise for work, but it's something that you can also help usher into more of a promise if they know that you are available and have their back. Be that person. Don't be pushy, but you won't need to be. If the client is already thinking about it, they are halfway there to fully committing to a project knowing they have someone that can help flesh the rest out might be all they need to move forward and actively start the process. And then lastly, the ever-present topic of marketing, and one I admit I am much better at than I ever have been before and still know I have a lot of room to grow. 
but I was in discussions with a designer recently who's a member of my course, the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. And we both agreed that now is a good time to reach out to industry partners that you know. It doesn't have to be that you know them that well, but they know who you are. Send a quick holiday note. Ask them about their holiday plans. Bring them up to speed on a project you're finishing up or will be finishing up soon. Just staying relevant, staying in their inbox, keeps you relevant to them and more likely to think of you for their next project. I also find that realtors are slower this time of year because homeowners are busy with their own holiday plans rather than out looking at new houses. Call up some of the realtors you know, see if they are available for a coffee. Talk to them about their 2024 plans. What do they see in your area as far as trends? Stay relevant, stay focused, show them some of the work that you've been working on or have recently completed, and let them know you'd like to stay in touch for the next year. Now, as far as cold calling, this designer and I both agreed, we don't believe this is the time to try and introduce yourself to someone brand new. I would put that on the to-do list for January when the dust settles and everyone's back to work and already played catch-up from the holidays. But that doesn't mean you're not working on it. Now is a great time, especially when you have some downtime, to start doing the research you need to make a relevant cold outreach. You can't just call up and say, hey, I'm Renee, I'm a great designer, and you would be so lucky to work with me. That would be fun to say that, but it wouldn't get you very far. Figure out who you want to reach out to. Make sure that you would be relevant to them. And I don't know what that looks like for you, but you can be finding new realtors, new contractors, new architects in your area or beyond and start outlining how you're going to approach these people, how you will make an initial contact. Maybe it's just through LinkedIn. You'll start following them and commenting on their work so that they know who you are. They've heard your name. Maybe you have a colleague in common. Jot that down. Figure out how they can introduce you to this new prospect. There are so many ways that you can be creative aside from, Dear John, my name is Renee and I'm an interior designer. We are so interconnected through social media, through industry events, and through colleagues that the good news is you don't have to rely and you shouldn't rely on truly a cold email for your first introduction. So like I said, if you're listening to this the day it airs, I'm heading to my first industry event. Now this is with other designers, but there are other industry holiday events I'm going to this month where I might make new connections or I might build upon a connection or better yet, I will build upon a connection I already have, but in a casual, holiday, festive way, where the pressure is off, both for me and for the person I'm talking to, right? We can just talk about life, our plans, our families, our hopes and dreams, our goals. It doesn't have to feel like a sales pitch or a marketing pitch. It can just simply be a friendly conversation, and the holidays provide an amazing opportunity for that. So look around. After this episode, go online. See what events are happening in your area. Maybe the tile store is having a holiday event. Maybe a plumbing supply house is having a holiday event. Go check them out. They won't all be winners. Trust me, 
I've gone to a few that I thought, oh God, not even the food was good. But you will have more good experiences than bad experiences. I can guarantee it. You just have to put yourself out there. Setting yourself up for marketing success after the new year. Okay, so we covered a lot of territory today, but it is a busy month with lots of holidays and lots of opportunities for good things to happen before the end of the year. I really want to circle back and encourage you to take the vacations that you want to take. Take the time off, check your calendars, check with the surrounding schedules, how it will impact it, shuffle it accordingly, and then communicate it to everyone. Think about gifting to your colleagues and your clients. Maybe this is the year you bought it out and you schedule it for next year. Maybe this is the year that you research what you would do, create a budget, and then plan for it for next year. Maybe this is the year that you've been thinking about it and you pull the trigger and actually do something about it. Whatever you're most comfortable with, there is no downside. But I can say from personal experience, there is great upside to showing your gratitude through all the different ways that I've done, as well as countless others that I'm hoping you all will share with me. And then lastly, your marketing. We should always be marketing. And I am the first to say, I don't. But I'm also going to be the one encouraging you along with me to be doing it more frequently so it also becomes more natural. And I think at least I can speak for myself. The reason I don't market myself enough and certainly not enough in the past is I wasn't comfortable doing it. The more I do it, the more I'm comfortable doing it. And it doesn't always mean it's successful, but I learn what works and I learn what doesn't work and I lean more towards what works for the next time, hoping to build a better system for myself so that I'm even more comfortable selling my services to not only clients, but to industry partners. So as always, this may bring up more questions and answers. I am always available here to help during this crazy, busy holiday season and year end. But the forecasts look good for 2024, so it is critical. So there's no time like the present to build the skills and the confidence you need to take on these construction projects for your clients, whether that is adding the service or whether that is expanding the service beyond the scope of work that you are typically doing. It is an exciting niche inside our industry that not only brings in an additional profit revenue stream, but it also sets you apart from all of the other designers who don't offer this service. And for the next couple of weeks, I'm continuing to offer the free 20-minute call if you would rate and review this podcast. I have had such exciting calls with designers, and I'm not kidding when I say no topics are off the table. These calls are as important to me as they are to the designers who have the issues that they need to work through. I really do love hearing what all of you all are doing in your individual firms. And so I want to keep offering this to make sure that you don't miss out. So all you have to do is whatever platform you're listening to this episode on, you rate re and review the show, take a screenshot of it and email it to me. I will then send you a link to book a call in my calendar. It's really as simple as that. And so 
Until next time, I really, truly thank you for your time today. I know how busy this month can be, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening, and I hope you heard something that you can apply to a project today. If you're ready to increase your construction projects in your business, check out the details on my signature course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. It's a six-part digital course that will save you a three-year learning curve, get you profitable, bring in an income and lifestyle that makes sense for you by learning the top strategies, what works and what doesn't, building your confidence so you're no longer paddling to stay afloat or worse, learning how to manage construction on a client's project. Through the course, I'm handing over 30 years of top strategies and advice. Head to my website, devinyedesign.com, for more details on the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management and become educated and empowered for your next construction project.